People treated me like crap because I treated me like crap. People cheated on me and let me down and manipulated me because I was doing all that to my damn self. And I didn't believe that I was worthy or ready. So I chose what I felt worthy of. So I ask you, what do you feel worthy of? This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 140 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. This episode is brought to you by our studio sponsor, Advocare, a community that provides world-class products, education, and inspiration designed to help you look better, feel better, and perform better. Yo, all things I'm about and this show is about too, which is why I'm obsessed. And guess what? We have a new code. So if you're interested in Advocare and their awesome products, use Feel Better 15, that's Feel Better 1-5 to get discounts when you shop and support this podcast when you do. Link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, welcome back or welcome to the show. This is the fifth episode in a series of 12 life and business lessons, stories, and maybe, I guess, life hacks that I've learned over the years in the hopes that they will help you keep moving forward, keep taking the next step because that's really the key. Forward momentum, the next step, even if it's small, which is why I'm calling this 12-part series the key. Why? Because saying yes gets you in the game, babe, but and keeps you in it, which makes and our favorite word and the unlock. So last week on the show, we had Danielle Laporte. She was on talking about virtues and values and fear and love. So if you haven't listened, go do it. And today we are back at it with key number five, which ironically is all about love because love is an inside job. And it's kind of epic coming off of Danielle's interview because if you listened, we talked a lot about love and about how love is always the answer because there's two things in this world. And they are love and fear, which means there are two types of reactions in this world. There are love-based reactions and fear-based ones. So like I said, if you haven't listened to the, the interview last week with Danielle, go do it. It's juicy. And if you haven't listened to the first four episodes of the key series, you might want to go back and do that. They are short, but sweet and absolutely binge worthy. All right, let's get to it. Okay, so I've got a question for you. What if, what if you pursued yourself as much as you pursue the favor of someone else? What if, what if you pursued yourself as much as you pursue uh, those likes, that blue check, the Gucci bag, the dollar dollar bills in your bank account, your status in your company, neighborhood, or friend group? What if? We pursued ourselves as much, if not more, than we pursue all the things we desire in our lives. And I'm going to pause here real quick about the whole blue check thing. I was at a conference a couple weekends ago, and there was an incredible speaker. Her name was Coach Dar. They call her Coach Dar, but her name is Darlene Santor. I will link up in the show notes if you're curious about her. She's a mental edge coach and... uh motivational speaker. She has worked with players all throughout the NBA, helping athletes get their mind right 
Okay. So anyway, she's giving this great talk. And then all of a sudden the blue check on Instagram comes up and she goes, the blue check, the blue check. What the fuck is this blue check? Like, is there some like man in a boardroom saying or woman in a boardroom saying, oh yeah, uh uh-huh. Her. Yep. She's ready now. She can get the blue check. She goes, who gives a fuck about the blue check? She goes, I don't need a blue check for me to be approved by anyone else. She goes, because I was born, I I was approved by God. I am approved by God. And that is good enough for me. So whatever your faith is, whatever you believe in, uh, we are uh, approved because we're born, right? Because you're born, you're enough. Because you're born, you're ready. Because you're born, you're worthy, right? We don't need a blue check to, to validate our status in the world. I and mean, think about that shit. Think about that shit. It is crazy. And we are chasing it. We are pursuing it. We are almost obsessed with it. So I wonder, what if we pursued ourselves as much as we pursue all these things outside of ourselves? I wonder what would change for you. I wonder what you would discover. I, I wonder how things may naturally begin to reset themselves for you. You know, one of the questions I get asked when I am interviewed by others on podcasts or if I'm on stage in a Q&A, one of the questions I get is this, why did you title chapter one of your book, Love Yourself? Why did you pen a book called Fear is My Homeboy and start that book with a conversation about self-love? And here is my answer. You ready? You ready? Here's my answer. One sentence. Because nothing works if you don't work. Nothing else will work if you don't work. Nothing you desire can ever truly and fully be yours if you don't first love yourself. And I mean, love yourself unapologetically, without shame, without guilt, and with a deep desire and knowing that self-love is the most powerful life and business strategy you could ever deploy. Period. Done. Full stop. End of sentence. (laughs) The problem is that you feel guilty. We feel guilty about prioritizing ourselves and our needs amidst all the demands of a busy life as a mom, as a wife, as a sister, as an auntie, as a friend, as a business owner, as a career person. And throughout history, we women especially have been conditioned to put ourselves last. And if we don't, we're sort of shamed for it. When we set boundaries, we're called a bitch. When we advocate on behalf of ourselves or speak up, we're called uh, emotional. Oh, she's so emotional. And when we get emotional or have a moment, we're told, well, mm -hmm, it must be that time of the month. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I know you know. I know you know what I'm saying here. So how about this? Let's write a new story. And as women, let's begin to support each other in this quest for balance and peace and self-prioritization, which has to start from the inside out. One of my favorite self-love mantras has become, uh, stop hating and start studying. And here's what I mean by this. When I see a woman set a boundary and do that with courage and confidence, I don't hate on her. I study her. When I see a woman prioritize herself in her day amidst her incredibly busy schedule, I don't hate on her. I study her. When I see a woman completely pivot and go a completely different direction without apology, I don't hate, I congratulate. 
And if I am triggered, I, I think, okay, what is the message here? I am supposed to be receiving. I think a lot of times jealousy is really just a trigger because you see something in someone else that you want more of for yourself. So, aha, it's a clue. Study it, learn from it, and lean into it. What is it that she has? What is it that triggers you that could be an incredible clue for what you may be missing or wanting or desiring in your own life? And that shift, uh, that flip, is a mindset shift rooted in deep self-love and can set you free mentally, physically, financially, and emotionally. And I think a lot of times we assume self-love and loving yourself is just bubble baths and face masks and massages. And yo, all of that is incredible. And I do it all. But self-love, yo, real self-love vibes is the work, the real work of setting boundaries and speaking up and studying other women who are doing that really well. And I I think it is equally paired with this beautiful mindset that the world is, is abundant, that you are, in fact, yourself abundant, and that there, and that there is enough to go around. You know, I don't need to fear sharing with this other woman. I don't need to fear helping this other person. I don't need to fear giving things away that have helped me because I know that when I do, it comes back to me tenfold and I know that there is always enough. So the first thing I have learned over the years is that number one, number one, nothing else will work unless you work. So you have to adopt a CEO mindset, which requires you to think like a boss, the boss of you, which requires you to prioritize yourself in your life and take the business of that very seriously. That is the truth about self-love. Number two, there is enough. (laughs) Sometimes I've had to learn this the hard way, but babe, there is enough for all of us. And when you give, you get tenfold. And I have seen proof of this time and time again in life and business. And let me tell you the real secret. I get asked this a lot too. Oh my God, what's the secret to success? What's your secret to success? And I hate the word success because it looks different for all of us. But you know, one of the big secrets to my success is I have had so much help. I have had so much help. Now, I've had the guts to move and pick up the phone and do the hard things and do the inconvenient stuff required in order to earn the comfort we want. But yo, I have had so much help. I have had women help me on endless occasions. So of course, in order for me to keep that boomerang effect of abundance going, I have to do the same. So number two, there is enough. The third and extremely critical thing I've learned about self-love over the years is this. People will leave you, period. Here's what I mean. Companies could downsize and lay you off tomorrow. A company could fire you or furlough you without a moment's notice. A pandemic could come through and wipe out the career you've known for the last decade. You'll lose people you love. A spouse could up and leave you or suddenly leave this earth. Kids will graduate and they will grow up, and they will move on and build lives of their own. Houses will come and go. The dogs we love won't live forever. So the reason I share this with you 
is not to make you sad, but to remind you that the only constant in every one of those scenarios is and always will be you, capital Y-O-U. So you have to be right with you. You have to be okay living with you and you have to be so rock solid with you that should it all go away tomorrow, you can wake up and say, okay, this is hard and this sucks, but I will move on and I will survive. And I will not just survive. I will be even better and brighter and bolder and braver on the other side of this because I know that A, I am worthy and capable and beautiful and strong and that B, I am on my path because things are happening for me, not to me. So I ask you, are you a victim in your life or are you an active player? Are you sitting on the bench? Or are you out on the field making plays? Are you taking orders or are you calling the shots? See, we have gotten so busy and so stressed and so overwhelmed that we wake up one day and we look down at our clothing and there's stains on our sweatpants and there's holes in our socks and our nails are chipped and our toes are a hot mess. Our hair hasn't been cut in months. And most days we're hitting a drive through and ghosting the gym. Well, no wonder. You're sick and exhausted and overwhelmed and stressed out. No wonder you are irritable and angry and frustrated and snapping at the people you love the most. Garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. So I ask you, what's your garbage? What is all the trash you're collecting on the regular that is making you sick? And how can you start to empty the bin? And start recycling things if you need to, to feel a little bit lighter. Idea, idea. You can fix your list. You can begin to prioritize yourself and your life, which is really what self-love is. That is the, if I were to define self-love, self-love, verb, (laughs) prioritizing oneself in one's own life, full stop right? It's all about saying, yes, I love you. I love my family. I love my kids. I love my community. I love my job. I love my career. I love my clients. I love my husband, but I love myself too. And when I love myself as much, if not more, then I love all those things. All those things work better. So this looks like setting boundaries and not apologizing for it, studying other women who do it well and borrowing their techniques, scheduling yourself in your day and asking yourself every morning, this is my favorite question, okay, where am I in today? Like, here's all the stuff I have to do, but where am I? Where are my goals? Where are my dreams? Where are my priorities in my day? It looks like making it mandatory to be in a relationship with a good partner that is indeed a partner that carries the load with you so that you can go get what you need, so that you can go get free time for yourself to be in your life with yourself. It looks like scheduling an annual solo trip, a sabbatical for yourself to be with yourself. And if you can't get away for a long weekend or you don't have the funds available to do that, could you create a little soulbatical moment for yourself in your neighborhood, in your home, sitting in a park, walking around an art museum, going to Barnes and Noble once a week and flipping through books that inspire you? I mean, there's always a way. There's always a way. 
Self-love is really, truly self-prioritization. And that can happen in big and small ways every single day. And the more you do this, the better you'll get at it because you'll start to see. And my favorite, you'll start to feel how this makes an impact in the way you parent, in the way you partner, in the way you navigate your business and your career. Okay, a quick pause right here. I got to say, if you love this podcast, you are going to love my newsletter. It is called The Vibe Check, of course, right? It comes out every Friday and in it, I share five things. I'm loving, learning, gifting, reading, doing, buying. Yo, it is one of my favorite things I do every week. And it's literally one of the most popular things I do. Guys, I've been sending this newsletter I know it's going on seven years now, and I have not missed a Friday in all of those seven years. So it is definitely a vibe. You will get your vibe checked, and you will so look forward to it. So join the 30,000 plus subscribers getting their vibe checked each and every Friday. I hope to see you there. Link in the show notes. So go sign up. Okay, back to the show. One of the most important things I've learned about self love, hence the episode title is that love is an inside job. I believe with the core of who I am as a human being, I believe that if you want to know how someone feels about themselves, go see their circle. Go look at who they hang out with. Go look at who they're dating. Uh, Look at who they chose to marry, right? Who you put in your life, who you choose to put in your life, that is a choice, is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. You know, I've always said one of my very good friends, Nikki Pudo, and I know she listens. Shout out to my girl, Nikki. Uh, Pappy's Smokehouse, the Pappy's Barbecue Chain. Shout out if you're in St. Louis or get through the loo, go get you some of that. But she said to me a long time ago, she's known me since the old days in the loo when I used to chain smoke cigarettes and drink Captain and Cokes. After we shut down the bar uh, every night, not every night, most nights of the week. I know, I know, we, we you know, we can change people, we can change. Uh, but I always grew up with a, a kind of funky family environment. And, and certainly as it relates to the relationship I had with my mom. And uh, she always used to say to me, listen, Judy, you pick your friends, not your family. You pick your friends, not your family. Like who... You have a choice there, right? We don't choose the environment we're grown into. We don't choose the people who give birth to us. We don't choose who our brothers and sisters are and uh, who makes up our, our, our family circle. That is given to us, right? Now, what we do with it is our choice, right? It can either fuel you or you could be a victim to your circumstances, but the same with the people that are in your life. So I always loved that mic drop from Nikki back in the day, shout out. Um, and it's something that that I think of often. So let me take you back to my 20s, uh, 20-something-year-old Judy Holler, who used to slam Captain and Cokes and probably smoke way too many cigarettes. Uh, but in my 20s, mm-hmm, I dated a lot of douchebags, a lot of douchebags, okay? Um, who's with me on this one? I know we've all got those 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 douchebags uh, in our, our, our repertoire. Uh, so I dated a lot of guys who did not treat me right. A lot of guys who manipulated me and used me and cheated on me and left me hanging. But here's the deal. It ain't really on them. Now, now, maybe I didn't choose wisely, right? And I think once a douchebag, always a douchebag. But I wasn't choosing wisely because I wasn't choosing myself. Hear this. People treated me like crap because I was treating me like crap. Chain smoking cigarettes, Captain and Cokes, if that gives you 
any idea. Um, but that was one way I wasn't treating myself right. But people treated me like crap because I treated me like crap. People disappointed me because I disappointed me. People cheated on me and let me down and manipulated me because I was doing all that to my damn self. And I didn't believe that I was worthy or ready or deserving of something more or something bigger or something brighter. So I chose what I felt worthy of. So I ask you, what do you feel worthy of? What do the friendships and partnerships and relationships in your life say about what you believe you are worthy of? And let me tell you, when you know better, you do better. Thank you, Oprah. And I think every decade shows us a different side of ourselves. And I think as you grow in age, you have a different level of tolerance for what you'll put up with and what you won't. And listen, the 20s are supposed to be hard because your brain doesn't even fully develop until what? You're you're like 25, right? So you're running around with this non-fully formed brain of yours making decisions. So of course, you're going to make weird choices and you're going to stumble and you're going to fall down. Yet it's those lessons that make us who we are. And it wasn't until I was 35 years old that I met my now husband, Scott. I had actually spent from 30 to 35 in Chicago being single, kind of on purpose. Yeah, I dated a little bit here or there, but I met my now husband when I had finally, at the age of 35, figured out how to really truly love myself. And that required spending time alone, alone, not in a constant state of dating. When I finally did that, when I finally made myself a priority, when I finally got brave enough to not be in a relationship, you, everybody knows these relationship jumpers. They just don't even know how to be alone. I was one of them. And my friends got real sick of my shit. And they would call me out on it. But once I finally got brave enough to like be alone and spend some time alone with myself, figuring out who it is that I am, and what it is that I want, and who is it that I want to be in this world, and what is it that I value, when I, when I finally became unapologetic in my relentless pursuit of myself, and my joy and my life. That's when everything happened. That's when Scott walked into my life because I walked into my life first. And not only did I meet Scott, I found relationships, adult relationships with other females that were so healthy and strong and positive and supportive, right? Um, And I was brave enough to, to sever the ones that were not personally and professionally. And I got a lot more comfortable in my pursuit of, okay, this ain't going to work for me and goodbye, which made carrying around the weight of life a lot easier. So I guess lesson number four here is that yes, love is an, an inside job, but also the choices you make in life are a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. Garbage in, garbage out. And I wrote about this in my book, Fear is My Homeboy, that hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. So we first got to heal ourselves in order to really call in the love that we want from others and for ourselves. So what if we started pursuing ourselves like we pursue all the people, places, things, money, and likes on social, right? What would change? What would open up for you? What would you begin to prioritize? And what could you, would you begin to to maybe let go of? Listen, if you're here right now listening to this episode, babe, it is divine timing. It is all on purpose. You were meant to be here right now listening to these words. And I'm here to tell you, you are worthy and you are worthy of all of it. And that is backed because you were born. You don't need a blue check to validate you. You were validated by God, whatever it is that you believe in, because 
You were born. You are worthy. You are ready. And you are deserving of it all. So I would challenge you to start taking very seriously the business strategy, the life strategy of prioritizing yourself and figuring out how to fall in love with you unapologetically, shamelessly, limitlessly. Because when you do, doors will start to fly open. Boundaries will come. Balance will find you. And when things don't go your way, when people leave you, when you get disappointed, when you were blindsided by something you didn't see coming, you can take a deep breath and say, okay, yep, this happened. I've I've lost this person. I've lost this relationship. I've lost this job, this career that's defined me, but I know I'm going to be okay. And here's the next confident step I'm going to take because I know I have what it takes to figure it out. At the end of the day, it is you against you, babe. There is no finish line. You're going to battle things in your 20s. You're going to battle things in your 30s. You're going to battle things in your 40s, and it'll go on and on from there. There's no finish line. There's only you. So you might as well love her. You might as well figure out how to love her so much that no matter what else happens, you know you're going to be okay. Love is and always will be an inside job. All right, there you have it. Our fifth lesson in a 12-week key series. Number six is coming your way next week. But for now, what was your biggest takeaway? I love hearing from you. Uh, Talk to me on Instagram. Send me a DM. Shoot me an email. Hello at judyholler.com. I love hearing from you. I love your show. Ideas, feedback, and inspiration. So keep them coming. And as always, I thank you for listening, for sharing, for reviewing, and for spending your time here with me. Until we meet again next week, keep loving yourself. One and at a time. Ciao.